I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cat dirt. When we swear, we're not always as cute as Lady Sandraline. So if you're listening in an inconvenient place, you may want to wait. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we are reading the first chapter of Magic Steps. Yay! Hey. <laughs> so grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And dance, Magic. Dance! Yeah! Magic Steps picks up with Sandry four years later, or technically uh, three, three years later. Yeah. Ah. So. I thought it was four. Well, the way with Briar's book ended, they had been together for a year at that point. Mm-hmm. So technically, Briar's book ended the day before Briar's 11th birthday, we'll say, which means that, and Sandry's now 14. So that would mean technically three years. So three yeah. years past, Sandry is living with her uncle, who has recently had a heart attack. I thought she was just visiting, just being with him while he was. He recovers, down I think. Yeah, while he was recovering. Well, but it's not like she's there for the day. Like she is staying. She's been there for yeah. at least six weeks. He is thinking about staying, though. Right. And she's probably there because her uncle had a heart attack. She is concerned about him, reasonably so, and wants to make sure he takes care of himself. Because the dude works hard. And then we meet a new character, Pasco Akalon, who gets up at stupid o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. is woken up by his sister because his friend Osabo Netmender has a request for him to dance for luck for his dad's ship. Did it say that Pasco is 12? I believe so. Somewhere we have a brief mention of the Harriers. And the Harriers are the provost's guard. So they're sort of the the police, as it were. Isn't that where Pasco's sister works too? She's one of them as well, isn't she? Yes. Sandra goes riding with her uncle early in the morning and they run into Jamar Rokat. Rokat is a merchant. 
I feel like he's adjacent to a merchant. He's a merchant when he's in the kingdom, but his um, trade seems to change a bit when he gets to like international waters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's he's kind of a merchant. He's a bit of a mob boss. Mm-hmm. Mm, I had a little bit of a problem with it. I'm hoping that he's not the only character within this story that wears a turban because that would be very bad considering this is I'm not sure how to word this culturally insensitive yeah I mean the only character we see with a turban on and he's a bad guy like mm, not necessarily bad well I mean he's not we He's definitely not shown don't off in the best good way. vibes off of him. Yeah. yeah. And Duke Vidris basically says to Sandry, like, I hope you never have to deal with him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that there's more people within this story that wears turbans that are seen in a positive light. Because so far, that doesn't look good. Yeah, we'll have to keep our eye on that as we continue reading. Because I did not notice that before. Of course, when I first read these books, I was like 10. I saw Goodwin make a face when I said Duke Vedris basically tells Sandry that he hopes she never has to deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what, does anyone know what foreshadowing is? I know what I know what three shadowing is. <laughs> um so Pasco goes with his friend. And his friend's grandmother teaches him how to dance in this net. And he dances a jig in the squares of the net to call for fish. And then he hears people applauding. And he's like, who the fuck is here besides my friends? And <gasps> it's Duke Beatrice. And, and a beautiful lady. The most beautiful, beautiful lady. one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice this is where we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like in the chapter i like duke vedras acknowledging that uh sandry is the only person who is frank with him because we all know when people in power get in power typically the people around them like to keep them happy you know Mm -hmm. and maybe they're not as honest or straightforward with them as they should be yeah Uh, but Sandry is not that way. She will tell you to your face if you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or not resting like you're supposed to after a heart attack. <laughs> Staying up till 4 a.m. reading. I feel like this is very in character. Keeping on the topic of Sandry, just how considerate she was right in the beginning of the chapter when it talks about her like going through the halls, being quiet so she doesn't wake anyone up because if she wakes someone up, they'll be up her butt being like, oh, can I help you? You know, can I help you? Can I help you? Please, can I help you? And she's like, no, I'm good. Leave me alone. She's like, okay, I'm going to stay up and help you anyways, because that's what the attendants at a castle do. And she didn't want to wake anyone up. Yeah, especially since she's been living at Discipline for four years now. I'm sure she gets so annoyed with this with the people like, can I help you? Like, I've been helping myself for four years now. Leave fuck the off. fuck alone. Yeah, she, she doesn't need to be waited on hand and foot. No, she, she is an independent woman. Oh, I related to this one um, severely uh, when when Pasco is waking up and he orders his traitorous body to move <laughs> every every morning. That's me every morning. I'm right? just like, same. So body, much same. Please wake up. 
We gotta go. Them. I know you don't want to, but let's go. Come on. <laughs> let's go. And the last thing that I liked uh, was Pasco, uh, when he, before he started dancing to spell the net, he was very hesitant about the entire thing. He was very like, oh God, I don't want to, or they hired uh, musicians like, oh God, why the fuck am I here? This is dumb. This is wrong. But then when he gets to the net and he's being shown to dance and he just goes before his mind even has a chance to tell him, oh, maybe I'm not ready for this. He just, his body just goes. He like... Loses inhibition, and it's something that you can tell that he enjoys doing. He is my boy, and I love him. I would die for him. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. But yeah, his body just starts moving before his mind can say no, and he does it well. At the very beginning, Sandry is holding a crystal, and I'm assuming that's the light that the kids made for her. And she has it still four years later. It's so cute. But that light lasts a long freaking time. Yeah. Four years. So I thought that was really cute. She still has it. And it's the original one, too. Mm -hmm, Because it was commented on how it's a round blob of crystal instead of it being like uh, ones that uh, her uncle has in its house where it's all smooth and stuff. It's just a blob that they put this light into. It's the original one. It's so cute. Oh, my goodness. It made my heart melt. And it was just the first paragraph. (laughs) I was like, oh, so cute. Um, I already talked about the turban guy. And then when Pasco is leaving uh, his house, it mentions that his mom slept. That She had fox ears. She would uh, wake up to any sound. And then his dad would be snoring so loud that that was the only way it proved that he was alive. <laughs> I felt <laughs> it related so much to me because that's exactly me and Steven. Like he'll move or like just a slight snore and I'll wake up. And then him, he snores loud. That's the only way you know that that man is alive. Cause you like try to tell him, Hey, the house is burning down or there's a tornado. No, he's out. He's dead to the world. I like <laughs> that it also mentioned the maid will sleep late, which I thought was an interesting comparison with the staff of Duke Beatrice's house. Yeah. Oh, I have to be really quiet or that I'll wake up the servant and then the, the Acalon maids it said something like, like they snore through everything. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. So Brittany took my first one with the crystal. I just, I love that. The way it's written, it's not written as she is using it to keep the darkness at bay because she's scared of it. It's more of she's using it to guide her way. So she's using it as a tool rather than like a comfort, which kind of implies that she's, starting to or has gotten over her fear of the dark which i love um and it lasts because they even told her we hope this light lasts until you no longer are afraid of the dark yeah and if she has gotten rid of it or if she's starting to get rid of that fear that light definitely has lasted that long and uh, yeah right yes 
you and Dedicate Comfrey should understand that sooner or later I must begin to oversee my realm once more. And then Sandra joking with, I can't wait until you do. You're getting awful hard to handle. I love that line. I love that. Sandra knows no power above her own. (laughs) (laughs) She recognizes no power above her own. She's just like, listen, whatever. She will die, go to heaven, meet God, or I guess die, go to whatever afterlife they have, meet the gods, and just sass them. Oh, I don't want your position. I just want to give you shit. (laughs) (laughs) Tis a disgusting hour to be about. Yes, I I can't. (laughs) I can't tell you how often I say stuff like that. I have the hocus pocus mug. What another glorious morning. It makes me sick. Like I, I feel that on just a deep personal level, especially with me working nights rather than days. Because everybody else is like, oh yeah, I've been up for eons. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> I feel like uh, it very much pertains to you today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't sleep like it was rough (laughs) I I love the like the setting of the relationship between uh Pasco and his sister Mm. like I just I love especially the she punched her brother half-heartedly and he ducked under her fist blew a kiss at her and left his room when you see people write about siblings you can tell if they've had siblings or if they haven't had siblings. Because this is something that my cousins and I would do. We had a really big family growing up. This is shit that we would do to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, cat dirt. Cat dirt. Cat dirt reappears. <laughs> cat dirt. Calm down, you jump worse than a landed cod. The comparison there is just beautiful. I love and that. he's a fisherman's son. Yeah. And at some point elsewhere, he says he uses the metaphor slick as seaweed. Yeah. So I love that all of the metaphors are like specific to the people. Yeah. Pasca's store of courage, never large, shrink even more when he looked at their faces. It's like, my boy, I love this boy. He is my boy and I would die for him. And that's not just because I've read this book before. Which one is more your boy, Pasco or Briar? Pasco. Whoa. Interesting. Okay. I am Briar. That's the difference. I am Briar. I would die for Pasco. There's a difference there. I see, I see. Do we need uh, some, some Pasco Briar fanfic? Just them hanging out, being buddies. I would love it. It just makes me happy. <laughs> just the description of like the dance. It's so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And I just, yes, good writing. Good Passion writing. Passion takes over. Yeah. Sandry in the castle reminds me, if you've ever read the book Just Ella, it's Cinderella after she's married the prince. There's this whole thing where she's tending her own fire and 
she basically gets scolded for tending her own fire. And she's like, I can do it. I don't need the servants to do it. It's not that big a deal. And like, no, that's what the servants are there for. So it kind of reminded me of that. And Brittany's nodding, which makes me so happy because I know like no one else who has read Just Ella. When she's angry or frustrated and she just spreads her arms and like opens the curtains, I want this movie so I can see that little moment. Dramatic curtain opening. It's very visual. And I love that you can kind of feel her frustration in the way that yeah. she's like, <laughs> But she does it. She she expends her anger into something useful, which is something that we learned about in the last book. Yeah. I like the, the last names. Pasco's friend is Netmender because they're fishermen, which akin... Triss's family, Triss's last name is Chandler, and Chandlers are candle makers. The merchants have these tradesmen names. They have all these these names of tradesmen, and I think that's cool. There's also somebody in the first book is briefly mentioned who who's from House Wheelwright. Yeah, I just love that that she uses these tradescraft names. Yes. So that's a very like English last name thing isn't it like to have your your job as as your yeah as your surname yeah because that's where we get the last name cooper this reminds me of when i was in spanish in high school in spanish class we were talking about how last names were often where people's employment or whatever the jobs or where they lived or something and my maiden name is dick (laughs) so i raised my hand and i was like Hey, what about mine? And she's like, uh, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. Someone down your line way, way back when was an asshole. <laughs> what a dick. No, it's what a dick. It used to be longer, <laughs> but then it got shortened to dick. <laughs> it used to be longer. Mm. Was it Richard? My last thing that I liked is at the end, Pasco jumps out of the net and he lands light as any wisp of silk. And what I really like about this description is we know that he and Sandry are about to interact. Sandry is a weaver and deals with silk. So I feel like she's already bringing that connection in. Mm, That's good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find? It's too damn early for this. <laughs> no. That's true. Yes. I was just yes. trying to be funny. <laughs> I feel that currently is like, it's too damn early for this. No, like mine is uh, finding yourself in a way. We see it with Bosco as he's going and dancing and it's, says multiple times in the chapter that this is something he wants to do and he loves to do so he kind of just takes the leap and does it and then we see Sandry being Sandry. Even with Duke Vidris we see that kind of after his heart attack he's still being Duke Vidris you can tell he's taking more criticism so he's kind of more like he's less settled in his ways than most people his age would be the theme i saw aside from dancing is i guess family because we see sandry and the duke and their closeness we see posco and halmady and even posco in his relationship with osa people kind of like reaching out and helping one another and all of this camaraderie. And just after Breyer's book, it feels so refreshing to have this. I think that's what it was for me about reading this chapter was it's so much lighter and more playful. It feels so nice. It feels like a new story. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like starting a new book, a new adventure. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, it's not gonna lie. Um, my theme was care. Sandry is doing a lot of caring in this uh chapter. First, she cares about it, seems like she cares about her servants and to like not have them wait on her, but I also feel like it's self care as well to not have to deal with them when she's able to do things on her own. Um, and then she definitely is caring about uh, her uncle a lot throughout this chapter. I like that she doesn't like overly take care of him. She doesn't, she doesn't like coddle him. Yeah, exactly. Which 
she's there if he needs to stop because he tends to overwork himself a lot. And so she can she's there if he starts trying to overwork himself and she can. No, 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 don't do that. But it's nice that uh, she's not overdoing it. I feel like also Pasco is also doing a lot of caring. He is reluctant to try to go help do the dance magic, but he's willing. He cares about his friend enough to be like, okay, I feel reluctant about this, but since I care about you, you're my best friend, I'm going to go do this thing. I don't know if it'll work, but I'm there for you. So I feel like in a sense, his reluctance is a form of care as well. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want his friend and his friend's family to get their hopes up, and then then nothing gets better. Yeah. Yeah. The theme that I found was confidence. Pasco was asked to do something that he loved and was good at, but was not confident in himself before he began. But then once he got started, he regained his confidence. It's something that he was good at, and he, he knocked it out of the park, as far as I can tell. He did get clapped at. Which is which is always nice, and Sandry's confidence uh, in speaking candidly with her uncle. She knows that she might be one of the few people able to do that to her uncle without thinking that they might get in trouble. So she's like, "Hey, you need to take it easy. You're doing too much. You literally just had a heart attack not that long ago." She she's able to do that because she knows her uncle. Uh, I'm guessing she assumes uh, he'll listen to her. <laughs> well, and that goes back to Brittany's theme too. Mm-hmm. Because she's caring for her uncle's staff in the sense of if they're in a position where they don't feel comfortable talking to him that way, she can she do can. it. Yeah, she, she has yeah. The, uh, the power. All right. Definitely- reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft from this chapter? Think before you leap. Literally. Right? There's actually two passages in relation to this. People who thought it might go all to pe- or might all go to pieces at any minute tended to do foolish things like pull their money from the banks, which would make them collapse, or plot a uh, plot to set a new stronger ruler on the throne. And you never think of consequences, Pasco. You you just think about right now. One of these days, the consequences will take you blindside in an alley, and you'll wonder how things got so bad. It's that think things through before you just do them. Because if you just do them, it's probably not going to end well. I know that sometimes I overthink things and just don't do them or I don't think things through enough, the not thinking things through is sometimes worse than just not doing it at all because you can cause a chain reaction that just spirals out of control. It's like my hair. We're just going to use my hair for an example because it's slightly innocuous. (laughs) And we're not going to get on a tangent with that. But like when I put it up and cut it, I was like, okay, it's going to look fucked. That's fine. By unforeseen consequences was I now have bangs. That wasn't a plan. That just happened. So, like, I should have thought that through. should have positioned the ponytail a little differently. (laughs) 
I wouldn't have fangs. And you've got the long, annoying in the way on the side. Yeah, they don't tuck behind the ear. They're just like half an inch too long to tuck behind the ear. Damn. But they're just in my face, and I can't pull any of it in a ponytail now. It's all too short, except for these pieces, which it looks kind of dumb if you just do that. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a part where it says of Pasco, his shirt required no buttoning, which is why he picked it out last night. I need to do that more often. Just like set myself up so that when I have to get up in an ungodly hour, like six in the morning to go to freaking work, I, I don't have to think about it. That's smart. Yep. I always tell myself every night, like, I'm going to set my stuff out, going to set Malia's stuff out. That way we can just grab it, go. I used to follow a blog on Tumblr and they would make a post that said, Unfuck your morning, (laughs) lay out your clothes, put toilet bowl cleaner in your uh, toilet before you go to bed, flush it in the morning and it'll be clean. Go ahead and fix your lunch. If you can, pre-make your coffee pot. So all it does is like kick on with a timer or you just have to press a button. That one saved my life working, having to be at work at 6 a.m. Just Mine was to be more considerate at nighttime because sometimes when I, I stay up really late, I just do. I can't not go to sleep early. But Allison goes to sleep at 9.30 p.m. on the dot. And sometimes I don't always shut the door as quietly as I could. Or, like, I'll be brushing my teeth and, like, I'll leave the door open. You can hear the brushing sound. And sometimes I'll wake Allie up and I feel really bad about it. Because she's trying to sleep because she has to get up early. And I don't. Just like Sandra being considerate to her servants, I'll, I'll be considerate to my fiancé. It's the least I can do. Maybe brush my teeth a little quieter. <laughs> Just imagining like a sweeping sound while you're brushing your teeth. I am an aggressive brusher. I brush my teeth hard, so like you can hear it. So it's oh, like, wow. I, I don't, I don't know. My magic is, I guess, I'm not sure how to word this. I guess be careful with your carry, because I noticed in this chapter when the duke is talking to his people someone says he takes strength from them uh same as they do from him and so sandy didn't want to like let him go and talk to people she had to be reminded hey he needs this he that's that's what strengthens him is him talking to his people i know a lot of times when i'm taking care of someone I want to take control of everything. Like, you're not going to do this because I'm taking care of you. Kind of like the servants do with Sandry. Like, I got to do every little thing. You can't do that because you're sick or I'm taking care of you or whatever. And like, that can be annoying or that's not what that person needs. Just because I think that that's what they need doesn't mean that it is what they need. So I want to remember that. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the next chapter. This is an excerpt from chapter two of Magic Set. The lady dismounted from her horse and walked over. 
She was just an inch shorter than Pasco's own five feet, five inches. But the way she held herself, back perfectly straight and head high, made her seem taller. She had a button of a nose, eyes of the brightest blue, and an open, friendly smile. Blessed with four older sisters, Pasco took note of the lady's clothing. The girls would love to know she wore a pair of green breeches with legs so wide that when she was afoot, she seemed to be wearing skirts. Over that, she wore a long sleeveless tunic in pale green cloth, fastened down the front with a row of tiny buttons shaped like suns. A full-sleeved blouse with green embroidery kept her arms from the cold. A sheer green silk veil was fixed somehow to light brown braids wound about the lady's head like a crown. She removed one of her tan riding gloves and offered him her bare hand. Pasco took it and bowed, feeling a little dazed. You're, you dance very well, she said with approval. What is your name, please? Pasco could not reply. Oz's grandmother said respectfully, he's Pasco Acalon, my lady, a friend of my grandson. She dipped a quick curtsy and nudged Pasco with her elbow. What? He asked, startled, and realized he had the lady's hand in his. I, I'm sorry, I didn't. He dropped the small hand as if it had turned to fire. I thought I had seen nearly every kind of magic there is these last four years, the lady remarked in a friendly voice, but never magic that was danced. Where did you learn it, Pasco? Now he gaped at her, flustered. Magic? Me? Do magic? Magic was a thing of schools and books. No proper Acalon did magic. They were harriers. They had always been harriers, or the spouses of harriers, or the parents of harriers. Oh no, please, you're mistaken, my lady. I'm no mage. She met his eyes squarely. You danced a magical working, Pasco Acalon. I am never mistaken about such things. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I just love saying magic steps. <laughs> no more pandemic. Magic steps. Magic steps. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.